The Doctor is In is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Hi, everybody. This is Dr. Ray. You are listening to a least worst of The Doctor is In. We have no best of, but this is truly one of our least worst. All right, let's answer your question and give you some good news. Yeah, I was afraid you were going to say that. I'm on her side, and I don't know exactly what her side is. I think you're totally spot on with that. I sound inept just to help you out. It's been a rough week, thanks to your advice. Are you a regular listener to this program? As much as I can be. There's your problem. I would not ever disagree with you because you're so smart. You have a lot of answers to a lot of things. You don't want to listen to me on the radio. So what do I do? I can't give you any direction. Thank you for empowering me. I needed that. I'm losing you, buddy. I don't know what you're trying to say. Well, uh, do you know somebody who does? Now, from the studios of Living Bread Radio Network in Canton, Ohio, the hometown of Mother Angelica, here's Dr. Ray. That old-fashioned... I'm uh, starting to get on Instagram. My son wants to uh, work with my Facebook manager, and uh, I guess I'm just going to call it Instagrams, something like that. Anyway, yeah, we're going to put out little 30-second things. Hopefully, it'll be helpful to some folks. Okay, this is Dr. Ray Grenny program. The doctor is in. A little self-promotion right at the top before I even turn my attention to you. How selfish. Lack of humility. Every once in a while, for maybe two to three seconds, I shed the mantle of humility just to self-promote and then I immediately put the mantle back on here's how you get on the program number is 877-573-7825-877-57 equals something tells me today I'm going to get a lot of calls because I'm going to do something that is going to shatter any image of me as a sweetheart that's it it's going to just bust it up and a lot of you very sensitive soft Feeling, caring people are going to say, what a jerk. However, I shall take your slings and arrows of outrageous fortune. A couple of items of bitterness before I move on. Uh, I want to thank. want to thank Embrace Clinic out of Akron. Had a wonderful banquet Saturday night. Lisa, Peggy, thank you. Thank you for asking me. And in Chatham, Township, New Jersey, Corpus Christi Parish, Sunday night, Monday night of this past. Thank you for having me out there. I left <laughs> left Chatham Township at a quarter to nine last night, hit a blizzard. I mean, this thing was so bad, I was scared. I couldn't see. I was looking down in the middle of the Interstate 80, trying to follow the dividing lines. That's all I could see, and these trucks were blowing by me so i pulled off i pulled off and i stopped in a gas station and i just sat there but it was a closed gas station and it was in the middle of nowhere there was nobody around so finally i got back on the road got in at uh, quarter to five yesterday all righty so number to get onto the program 877-573-7825 one more announcement here plus i want to congratulate some stations too uh tomorrow night Good Lord willing, St. Anne's in Augusta, Michigan. They got Mass at 5.30, dinner at 6.15, I talk at 6.45. So you want uh, information, you call St. Anne's in Augusta, Michigan. All righty. 
This is kind of tough. When I was in grad school, they talked a lot about in these uh, Therapy 101 classes. They talked about self-revelation. You share a little bit of yourself with your clients. You know, they see the human side of you. They see your own foibles and errors. And they don't feel so intimidated. So I'm going to do a little self-revelation. Now here's the part where I think most of you will agree with me. As we look at our children in general, and we look at our grown children, one of the common observations I hear from parents, from parents of adult children, is they don't accept no well. They don't accept frustration well. They don't like when things don't go their way. They are accustomed to hearing yes, to hearing you're great, to hearing what you want you should have. You know this. You all tell me this. Now, that's the safe part. So what does a parent do to get a child a little bit accustomed to hearing no? I'll preface this by saying, by the way, that I've read many articles where these expert types, these developmental types, say, never tell a toddler no. It stifles their curiosity. Say it in the positive. Instead of saying no hitting your brother, say be nice to your brother. That's what you say. So you don't say no. Now, I can't wait till the next time I'm stopped by a state trooper. I want to say, officer, please, please don't tell me no speeding. That's negative. Please say Stay within the speed limit. That would be a much better way to approach a driver like myself. And he'd probably look at me and say, what are you, some kind of psychologist or something? But what do you do? Well, my wife and I did something. I don't know if we did it more than once. Probably. Don't remember, though. This was back when we had adopted the twins. The twins were four when we adopted them. This was, I guess, a few weeks after that. And at that time, we had a, a six, five, four, four, three, and one were the ages of our children. The twins were incredibly, incredibly spoiled by the foster parents. Uh, the foster dad, when he would go out anywhere, would come back with a treat or a trinket or a toy for the son. Now, I don't know so much for the daughter, but for the son. We went. Here, here comes the part now. You can weigh in and comment on this, please, and you tell me how I'm wrong, where I'm wrong, where I'm a jerk, where I shouldn't do this, where this is cold, where this is ice. We had a nice little ice cream place, one of the strip malls from our house. My wife and I had the six kids in the band, and we thought, let's get some ice cream. So I drove up, walked in. Ordered uh, two little cones. Not big ones, just cones, you know, average basic cone. There were a group of ladies in there. One of them recognized me. Hi, Ray. How are you? I said, hey, how you doing? Oh, you got the kids in the van? Yeah, yeah, they're all out there. And then they heard me order two. If I recall correctly, one of them said something to the effect of... uh, well, are you just certain children getting a treat? I said, uh, no, no. These are for my wife and I. 
And she looked at me like, you didn't just say that. I can look through this front window and I can see those kids in that van. They're sitting there. Sans ice cream. You and your wife are getting ice cream. She said, were the kids bad? Did they misbehave? No, no, they were, they were fine. They were fine. And then, as I waited for my change, I heard... If there was any respect and love from those ladies, it was gone. It was gone. I don't think I heard these words exactly, but there was something in the message of, I could never do that. How does he do that? I could never do that. There's no reason to do that. Those children didn't do anything. What was my wife and my purpose? One, it was to convey that mommy and daddy have certain privileges that you don't always have. My kids in any way were not deprived. These were American children. Are you kidding me? They grew up more materially comfortable than anybody in the history of the world. So we're not exactly denying them food. We got out to the car. My son John, the four-year-old who had been spoiled, started crying immediately. How could it be that he didn't get ice cream? My son Andrew, who was six, turned to John. See, this is the kind of remark from a kid that makes you fluff up as a parent. John, we don't get everything mom and dad get. They're the grown-ups. Grown-ups sometimes get more things than kids. Andrew totally understood. The one-year-old was oblivious. The three-year-old just watched John cry. The five-year-old daughter, Hannah, who is now a JAG lawyer in the Army, threatened to sue us. And Joanna, the other twin, looked at her brother. I think she had a look in her face like, well, you always got everything when we were in a foster parent's house. Now, was what we did terrible? Was it awful? Did it make any difference in the overall scheme of things? Probably not. There's one incident in a lifetime of incidents. But we wanted to send a message. We didn't do that every time. We, we rarely did it, actually. But we were young parents. We wanted to be creative and clever. We wanted to show them has denial. You don't get everything everybody else gets. Did we traumatize them? Well, four of them hate ice cream now. I don't, I don't know what exactly to attribute that to. They won't touch ice cream. No, that's not true. Matter of fact, a couple of them should cut out the ice cream. Of course, one could say, do you see what you did? You see what you did? Because you denied them, now they go overboard. All right, I took my chance. There are those of you who mistakenly think I'm a soft-hearted sweetheart. I tell you something like that, you're thinking, I've been wrong about this guy. I've been wrong about this guy all this time. And I listened to him. Ew! You guys don't get everything you want. 877-573-7825. I'm Dr. Ray. I've got a little Sunday here. I'll 
eat a little bit of that, and I'll be back. Don't let everyone else get all the great advice. Call now to speak with Dr. Ray. If you've never been to EWTN's free family celebration, this is your year. Your EWTN family is waiting for you where it all began in Birmingham, Alabama. Join us Saturday, August 26th as we celebrate Mother Angelica's love for the Eucharist and mark the centennial year of Mother's birth. For more information on this free event, visit EWTN.com slash family celebration. We want to see you there. Are mobile phones dangerous? I'm Chuck Gatica, and this is Journey Strong. Our phones have become an extension of our physical bodies, and they emit radiation. Where you routinely place, hold, or store your phone on your body is critical. Energy emitted from radio frequency exposure can be absorbed by the body and potentially harmful. Apple recommends customers using its latest iPhones try the hands-free options like built-in speaker phones and headphones to reduce exposure. Android-type phones top the list of phones giving off the most radiation. Keep all brands of phones away from your ear and head when possible. Men should store a phone in a pant pocket. Women should keep their phone in a purse, pant pocket, but not in their bra. I didn't know this was a thing. Practice social distancing from phones. Like fasting from food, maybe it's time for a digital detox. Check out the Journey Strong tab for more on this at the homepage of AveMariaRadio.net. Would you get on a plane that doesn't have a pilot? Investing in passive index mutual funds may present the same issue. The Ave Maria mutual funds are actively managed by seasoned investment professionals to help you meet your investment goals in a morally responsible way. Ave Maria funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors could invest in the no-load Ave Maria mutual fund. You can learn more about the Ave Maria mutual funds at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. You're listening to the least worst of The Doctor Is In with Dr. Ray Garendi. So please, no calls at this time. I like that one, Andrew. Put that one into queue. I'm a little disappointed in you people. I thought I would really get chastised, skewered for my ice cream bit. Now, there's only one of two ways to interpret this. One, you agree with me. Or two, you consider me such a lost cause that you don't even want to weigh in. That is cold. Marie from Colorado Springs was on a previous show, and according to our rules, if you wait patiently and are on the line at the end of the show... No matter what you ask in future shows, you are first up. You are throwing down the jack of spades, the right bar. It trumps everything. Hi, Marie. Hi, Dr. Ray. Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. Hi. Um, good to speak to you. I just had to run up a flight of steps to get away from my kids. Um, <laughs> I want to say... One flight did it? One flight of steps did it? I'm so ashamed. Don't you have a skiff? In the mountains, right? You know what a skiff the is? That's what I'm supposed to say. A skiff is one of those things that uh, you go into. It's a room that wipes out all uh, devices or anything that could tap into what you're saying. So a parent needs a skiff, a skiff room. 
All right. Yeah, I guess so. Oh, I guess so. Um, I want to say uh, your show is really great. <laughs> and I think it's really funny when you crack jokes and it's like <laughs> it falls on deaf ears or maybe people don't understand. And you, it's just so funny to me. I appreciate listening to your your um, humorous banter. Thank you. Um, yeah, I'm a little nervous. Okay. So um, basically what's going on is um, I've been married for six and a half years. I uh, married my high school sweetheart. He converted to cholera, uh, he converted to Catholicism, and um, we have three kids together, and um, he's a raging porn addict. Um, he'll, like, wake up in the middle of the night and, like, look at hours and hours of this stuff, and then he lies about it, and we've spent um, well over 15K on this through therapy and spiritual direction and intensive, like, sexual um, intensives. Um, Lots of programs, and um, oh, we've separated now. This is the third time, and he's uh, kind of escalating and spiraling out of control. Um, and I just think like nothing is making him wake up. I think I've been doing too much of the work um, in this process. So I know I have grounds for an annulment because we kind of thought that maybe like a you didn't know any of, you didn't know any of this when you were I knew nothing. I, I thought. Mm. It was a tiny problem that could be solved through like a sex life. I thought maybe had oh, you known cool, had cool, you cool. known the extent of it, would you have married him? No, no. See, I, I think never you're, knew. You're, you're you're tapping into one of the uh, reasons for uh, one of the acceptable reasons to pursue an annulment. Yeah, you are. Yeah. So um, the kids got to be little, right? They're, yeah, five, four, and one, and they, they're they just going to see it. I've, I've walked in on him using it. It's just a matter of time. Um, I have to protect them. Um, he won't hard. be He won't hard. be willing to even close the door in the room? Um, he, he usually does, um, and often he won't lock, he won't lock the door. Um, so when I um, walked in the one time, it was a, it was a jar. He said, oh, I think that was like God trying to like like a cry for help. The fact that he has had to leave you is not enough to shake him up to say, I've really got to do some things to get this under better control. I can't do this to my wife and my three little children. So far, at least as you read the situation, he's not there yet. I don't think so. He He's acting really freaked out this time around. And I'm wondering if it's like going to like make him hit rock bottom he also gambled away all of our money and yeah. put us into lots of debt there's like a lot to this oh, yes there is my dear um, yes there is so what are you asking uh, for me what are you asking I, i'm asking like um i think that i have to do this but my kids are just really struggling and i'm wondering how to make them more resilient because i'm a single mom and these kids are part part black kids and you mentioned that like all oh, single parents are like black kids this is like the worst situation and i want to know how i can better prepare them they have lots of uncles and my dad and stuff but your husband is african-american your kids are biracial oh uh, yeah he's black and korean yeah I'm okay nice. well don't worry about that uh, that's in our culture um biracial does not have the stigma that it even had 20 years ago right so i i wouldn't worry about that aspect in terms of them adjusting here 
Uh, the one-year-old, the three-year-old, they're out of it. I mean, they're going to they're gonna miss Daddy, and they're going to wonder where he is. The five-year-old's going to be a little more aware, and you may have to do some explaining. You might have to say that Daddy right now can't live with us because he's got some problems, and he's trying to fix his problems. You, that's, you, don't, you don't have to get into nitty-gritty details. You don't have to get into nitty-gritty details at all. I will give you one of the things that the research says a single mom has to do. Now, Marie... No doubt in my mind, you love those kids very, very much. So this is not a this is not a point for you to be more loving. I, I think you're going to be very loving. However, what tends to happen with single moms is that they need to discipline a little more like a guy. Aww. Less words. More follow-through, more consistency, because otherwise that five-year-old without daddy around is going to push on you, especially if it's a boy. He's going to push on you. And that's, that's reality. That's, that's not misogynist. That is not uh, sexual, um, what's the word I'm looking for? What uh, Blanket on it. That's okay. So, like sexism or something? Yes. So you're going to have to be a stronger disciplinarian because you got the love already. The disciplinarian is going to be harder and the guilt, the guilt. I have that so bad. Well, of course you do. Of course you do. And that will absolutely warp your parenting. You're not doing your kids any favors by indulging them, by letting them get away with stuff, by finding excuses for them. I cannot tell you how many people come into my office after a divorce, an ugly divorce, or anything like that, and they felt so bad that this all happened because of their own, as they see it, mistaken. And they, for three, four, five, six, seven years, tried to, quote-unquote, be so very, very soft and understanding, and the kids are obnoxious and out of control. You don't want that. You can be soft and understanding and still be a strong disciplinarian. So that's my suggestion for you. And as they get older, they'll probably have questions. And then you're going to have to deal with the fact that he's going to get visitation, too. You're going to have to deal with that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So who who knows what that's all about. So, all right, my dear. God bless you. Thank I got to let Thanks you run. Marie. Thank you. Thank you, Marie. Uh, 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 <laughs> Alvin. Alvin is facing his Waterloo. His Waterloo just happens to be a town in Illinois. Hi, Alvin. Hi, Dr. Ray. Thanks for the call. How are you? Not, nothing gaining on me. Yeah. Okay, good. Me too. I'm the same. Uh, well, I, I got a, I'm in a relationship, well, kind of. A, it, we hit a rocky spot, and I'd like it to be a long-term relationship, but I don't know if it ever will. I broke the lady's trust, but there's, some, we, there's a lot of hurdles if we were to work it out. But she has some issues from her childhood that uh, she she shared with me a time or two, and uh, maybe three times, and the story. And uh, she says she, you know, she's very strong and she's very uh, I'm I'm spur of the moment kind of guy. She's she's methodical, plans everything out, and she uh, she buries she she says she stuffs it. The way she dealt with it all her life is just stuff it down. And, and every now and then she'll get triggered or something. And she she said she doesn't share with many people, but she shared with me. 
and we we, we had a really special relationship for a little while. It's, it was a fairly new one, but I, I don't know. I just want to stuff's coming out. How I can stuff is com- stuff's coming. Stuff is coming out that's making you nervous. No, it's making her. Stuff came out from me that made her nervous. But I just want to know how to su- best support her. And be her friend. We want to be friends. She wants to be friends, and I want to be friends. I want to be more than friends, but I want to know how to support her. And I don't know. I don't. I don't know what. I don't, I'm so. I'm so crazy. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, we're gonna I don't know get exactly what I'm doing. But. Alvin, we're gonna get cut off by the break. So you you stay right there, and uh, I'll come back after the break. We'll see what we can. Nudge out of this. 877-57-EQUAL is the number to call to get onto the program. I'm Dr. Ray Garendi. I thank you for joining me here on The Doctor Is In. As Catholic parents, we know that parenting can be hard, frustrating, and lonely. But it doesn't have to be that way anymore. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. And I'm Lisa Popchak from More to Life, inviting you to become a premium member of Catholic Home. That's CatholicHOM.com. It's an online community dedicated to supporting faithful parents like you. At Catholic Home, you can chat with our team of family life coaches every day. Get expert help with discipline issues. Self-care. Creating a stronger marriage. Living your faith at home. We're just coping with the stress of being a Catholic parent in today's world. In addition to the personalized expert support you'll get as a premium member of CatholicHOM.com, you'll get access to tons of creative resources. Check out entertaining videos that teach your kids to get along with each other and love the Lord. Downloadable activities. Monthly live parenting Q&As. A supportive community of faithful parents. And tons of other benefits like our exclusive Catholic Home podcast. Go to CatholicHOM.com today and become a premium member of the Catholic Home community. Remember, that's CatholicHOM.com. We can't, can't wait, wait to, to see, see you there. there. The following is a medical moment. Hi, I'm Bobby Schindler, brother of Terry Schiavo. A second opinion is when a physician, other than the one currently responsible for your care, reviews your medical records and any test results in order to assess, diagnose, and recommend treatment for you. You have the right and don't need to give a reason to seek a second opinion. And many people do so to simply explore options. You may want to get a second opinion when Your current physician's recommended treatment doesn't reflect your pro-life values. You want to learn about other possible treatment options and assess risk and benefits. You don't feel that the current healthcare facility is best equipped to handle the treatment. A 2017 study by the Mayo Clinic found that 88% of patients that received a second opinion had a new or refined diagnosis or treatment plan. It very well may pay to get an alternative viewpoint to ensure you get the best care possible. This medical moment brought to you by MyLifeAngels.com. You're listening to the least worst of The Doctor Is In with Dr. Ray Garendi. So please, no calls at this time. Thanks for joining me. Number 877 877- Five seven three seventy eight twenty five. Talking with Alvin Waterloo, Illinois, where he seems to be facing his own Waterloo. He is a widow. He's uh, dating a woman who is. He's a widower. He's dating a woman who is a widow, and they've hit a rough spot in their relationship. 
uh, he thinks that uh, somehow he he broke her trust. I'm not I'm not sure exactly how that could happen because they really weren't they really weren't in a relationship. They were just kind of getting to know each other. So I don't want to get into the nitty gritty details. But he said something I think is significant, which is she has reverberating uh, struggles, if you will, from her childhood. Alvin, you still there? Yes. How old is she, sir? Uh, 63. 63. Do you think it's unusual that someone at age 63 is still pinning her struggles on her childhood? Uh, no, I mean, I, well, yeah, I, I don't know. I've done the same thing in a way, in a roundabout way. We've shared some similar experiences. Uh, when when do you think it, it's reasonable it's for not, a person to try to get beyond them? She, well, the thing, see, she seems... She seems to be beyond them, except for, but but just the last time she told me about it, it, it occurred to me that maybe not, maybe not. And well, I, she not, seems to be beyond them because she hasn't, I, I, she seems to be beyond them because she hasn't told you about them. But then when she told you about them, uh, is it safe to say that she is pinning a lot of her current distress or whatever it is that is bothering her because she says I had this this ugliness in my childhood there there's some there I'm sure there's some of that yeah that she I did I did we we got a little closer than just discovery and uh I did I did hurt her very badly uh and it was it looked like it was over completely what, what, then, what exactly I don't want to get into too many details here album but what did you say that she reacted that strongly to I I she asked me a question about the faith and I I told her that I told her something that I, I convinced myself that it was the answer I gave her was going to be okay when I knew and, and then a couple of weeks later I knew that I I, I misled her the answer I gave her was wrong, and I and I knew it, but I convinced myself that it was right at the moment. Okay, so well, I got two questions there. I don't want to. I don't want to push this out too far. I got two questions. All right, so you gave her some bad information. No big deal. You tell her later. I gave you some bad information. Now, doesn't it strike you as odd that she would still be upset about that rather than saying, "Oh, okay, well, I'm mm-hmm. glad to hear that you cleared that up." That's the first thing. Well, why didn't she do that? Well, it was it was bigger than it was big. All right, here's what I, here's what I see, Alvin. I, I I know we're we get into a lot of details, and you're being very cryptic. Yes. Here's what I see. I don't think you can go wrong by getting to know this woman a lot more before you make any commitment. Yeah. Because if she's overreactive or she's saying I've really got issues from 52 years ago. Um, then you got to see how this plays out. I personally get very nervous when somebody's in their 60s and they're pointing to the fact that I am the way I am because of when I was 12. Yeah. I get a little nervous about yeah. that. It, I, I, I've, not been, I've not been clear enough, Dr. Ray. I, 
I don't I don't get that sense from her. All right. It's just Well, maybe you're getting that sense a, from you. Maybe you're saying, "Yeah, no, I'm kind of I'm kind of locked into that past." It could be. That could Yeah. It, All right. Yeah. My advice here, Alvin, just uh, take I, it just take it slow. I'm going to let you go. Just take it slow. Take it slow. And uh you can get to know her all you want, but keep your eyes open and recognize that uh, that's why you take time in these things to get to know the other person. And stuff comes out from you and from them that you say to yourself, well, maybe this relationship's just going to be a friendly one and it isn't going to progress toward marriage. Thank you, my friend. Mike, I'll tell you what, if you got in trouble for this, I am in big trouble. I am in major league trouble. Because we live in a culture where you can't say anything. Oh, you're offensive. I can't believe it. Go ahead, Mike. Tell me the awful, horrible, terrible, vile thing that you did and how she reacted. How are you, bud? Hey, Dr. Ray. Um, I was having a discussion with my neighbor about how their yard, their new house is flooding my yard and my garden. And she wasn't hearing me, and I was getting a little more upset that she wasn't listening. And then I, um, she, she started saying, "There, you know, why are you so angry?" And that's when the honey came out. And how, how'd you phrase it? I said, "I can't remember how I put it, Doctor A, but it was to the effect that, listen, honey, your yard is flooding my garden." Uh, and she how tried ba- to dismiss it. How dare you be so demeaning? Well, she she stopped me and she said, "Did you just call me, honey?" I said, "Yes." And you know, so it it was already a little ramped up at that point. Well, yeah, of course it was. Anyway. She was already ticked at you because she just didn't like the fact that it's interesting. You know, now you correct me if I'm wrong. You didn't go over in a hostile, accusatory way. You just said, this is what's happening. And she didn't say, oh, I'm sorry, okay, we're going to see what we can do to fix this. No, she got mad at you, right? No, and and that's what I wanted to warn her. I said, I'm going to redirect the water that flows through here, and it's probably going to, you know, wash some of your gravel away that she had installed. So, you know, I was trying to warn her that that could happen. How old is this uh, young lady? How old is she? She's 45. I'm 64. Okay. So I was trying to be as gentle as I could. Little more feedback, a little more information. Four years ago, her husband attacked me in my face, said the, you know, the Pope was really evil and blah, blah, blah. He hasn't talked to me in four years. He's kind of telling you something Although about I, him, I, isn't it, Mike? Doesn't sound like they're very pleasant, tolerant people. Well, he hasn't talked to me in four years, and, and I've made dozens of times to say, hi, Tino. Hello, you know, and, and he'll and he just, just a, give me a brief high. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, and Mike, some, give it up. Yeah. Give it up. But do I need to go over and apologize? I mean, love your neighbor. Well, if you see her, you can say, hey, I meant nothing by saying honey, but I see that you got offended, so I'm sorry. But you yes, know, I, I provo- yeah. Mike, I'll tell you what. I As I get older, I am just so <sighs> disgusted is too strong a word. People who get upset because you use a word they don't like. You know, I went to the airport in Alabama, and the ticket lady says, Thanks, baby. Just like that. I smiled at her. 
I didn't say, I'm not your baby. I'm a grown man. What what does that say about a person's self-confidence that they have to get bent out of shape because you used a word they didn't like and they thought you were putting them down by using it, you sexist? Living the Beatitudes with Father Bjorn. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. St. Jose Maria Escriva says that we are called to light up the pathways of this earth by being sowers of peace and joy. This comes from being aware that we are sons and daughters of God. On the road of life, though, we find dangers, but God walks with us every step of our life, pouring out the gifts of His Holy Spirit upon us. Our Lady is our companion, like GPS in our car, connected to the cloud and bringing the latest updates to help us navigate our journey and get out of traffic on the way to the eternal kingdom. We don't want to get into family fights on our way to God's vacation destination, but we should be these sowers of peace and joy. We shouldn't accept substitutes, accept only the authentic identity of being His children, His sons and daughters. Let's grow in happiness and bring peace to those around us. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. For more about the Beatitudes, visit EWTNRC.com. The Catechism of the Catholic Church on Animals, paragraph 2417. God entrusted animals to the stewardship of those whom he created in his own image. It is legitimate to use animals for food and clothing. They may be domesticated to help man in his work. Medical and scientific experimentation on animals is a morally acceptable practice if it remains within reasonable limits and contributes to caring for or saving human lives. It is contrary to human dignity to cause animals to suffer or die needlessly. It is likewise unworthy to spend money on them that should, as a priority, go to the relief of human misery. So the Catechism is quite clear. We have a great duty to exhibit kindness to animals and at the same time understand that animals were created not for their own sake, but for the sake of the human. Cresta in the Afternoon, weekdays at 4 Eastern on EWTN Radio. Hi, everybody. This is Dr. Ray. You are listening to a least worst of the doctor is in. We have no best of, but this is truly one of our least worst. Going up with good stuff there, Andrew Kruchek, producer man. Eric Dumont, call screamer man. Doctor is in, co-production, WTN, Gold Catholic Radio Network, and... Javier Maria Red Communications, Monday through Friday, 1 o'clock Eastern Time. <sighs> Sounds like one of those guys at the end of Popeil Vegematic. Spray on hair, you know. I got to just congratulate and do a shout out. Catholic Community Radio in Louisiana. Their pledge drive for the spring is uh, this week. So you're listening in New Orleans. Baton Rouge. You know, that means red stick. How come Baton Rouge sounds just so much better than... Yeah, where are you from? Uh, Red Stick, Louisiana. Well, if you're listening, support them so they can take they can take our faith. we got to take our faith to the world. Catholic Radio is one of the best ways to do it. All right. Got an anonymous gentleman. He is calling from an anonymous place. And he's just, he just kind of discovered some distressing stuff. Hello there, sir. Hello, Dr. Ray. Help, please. <laughs> uh, Came to the wrong place. I, oh, okay. Bye then. <laughs> no. 
let, yeah, let's see what you can do. Um, I have uh, parents, uh, a mom and a stepdad, and uh, there's a gambling addiction that I'm told was stepdads. Um, and uh, this is this is a long history because like there's been a couple extramarital affairs on his part. Mom won't leave him for anything. I've I you know uh, I try I gave them a lot of money thinking it was overspending. I tried to coach them on how to budget. I stopped, and then after that, I I learned about the gambling. So my mom, who taught me to love integrity, has been hiding all of this. And um, I, honestly, I don't know what's true and what's not true. Uh, I'm exasperated because I, 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 like, tr- like getting truth out of these people is like pulling teeth. Um, and I, I wonder. Well, no, that's not true. Is- that's not true, sir. You can pull a teeth and you can see the tooth in your hand. Oh, this is true. It's harder. <laughs> Thank you. That's right. <laughs> so your, your question yeah. is, I'm finding out stuff. It's either trickling out or coming out in a big gush that there's a lot more percolating in these people's lives than I even knew. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I saw a lot of bad stuff, and then, uh, but then some stuff was hidden. And uh, I mean, I, I can, you know, I've recommended that she leave him for a long time, and she just won't. And I tell her that, like, what she's done really hurts me, and then there's a lot of denial or deflection or whatever. And it's just, yeah, I don't know. A lot of okay. deceit and manipulation, I think. Well, let me ask, uh, let me ask, well, let, let me answer two levels. One, what she has done has not hurt you. What she has done may have been wrong, and it might have been incredibly disappointing to you, her son. But one, she didn't probably deliberately set out to hurt you. You just happened to be, oh, fallout. And two, you don't have to be hurt by the bad behavior of somebody else, even if it is your mother. That's the first thing. The second thing is, I'm looking at the question up here that Eric summarized, and as you're finding this out, you're wrestling with, what do I do about it? Do I sever ties? Is that what you're wrestling with? Yeah, that's part of it. And, and actually, I, I would disagree. I think I have been hurt because she hid this gambling thing. I would not have given the money. And it was a lot of money that I gave them. Uh, okay, you were hurt financially. You, you don't, I'm, I'm referring to you being hurt emotionally. Okay. Okay, the difference. It's a difference. Yeah, you got, you got stung financially. But if you, say, if you say, my mother was not honest with me, mothers are supposed to be honest with their children, my mother was not honest with her son, therefore, I'm, I'm hurt by that. Well, you can not like it, and you can say it stinks, but for you to absorb it and say it affects me emotionally because she did this to me, I think, and I got in trouble for saying this a few weeks back, I think you have a lot of power to minimize the degree that somebody can hurt you. Okay, yeah, that's fair. You can look at it and you can say, you know what, my poor mother is really kind of messed up. And the more I'm finding out about her life, the more I'm finding out is there's stuff all over the place. And I'm looking at an iceberg with with seven-eighths of it below the waterline. Okay, you know that now. That's a given. Yes. 
So the first thing you did is you stopped giving them money. Smart. But the second thing is really the critical question. Why would you cut them out of your life? Well, I think that uh, I don't know what my mother wants for me, but I think I, I see that if they continue on their path, they're, they're just going to, it's going to end in a very ugly way. Like, uh, But how would terrible, you cutting so. them out of your life do, do anything to either stop that or start it? Well, my suspicion is that uh, the, uh, our, our relationship gives her enough comfort, like it ameliorates her condition enough that she is, she is comfortable enough staying where she is with her husband. Um, and if I just let her know I'm, I'm tired of all the deceit and whatever, then maybe she'll think, oh, gosh, yeah, this is really messed up and I got to change. Two answers to that, my friend. One, I really would be surprised if she would choose you over her husband, given what she's been through with him. I think what you would do is just lose your mother. And two, you're kind of saying, Mom, I think you should leave the guy. It's my opinion that you should leave this guy. And if you don't, here's what I'm going to do about it. Now, thinking about it that way, saying it out loud like that, does that sound fair? I suppose not, but uh, he's been so destructive. But that's her decision. She's a grown woman. Yeah. If she wants to stay there, if she wants to put up with him, and you're thinking to yourself, but I personally think she'd be so much better if she didn't. Well, maybe so, but that's not what she's decided. So I think as your son, I think you would do well just to have a a decent enough relationship with her, to love her, and recognize she's going to make dumb decisions probably all the way till she dies. Or he dies. So... To, to keep demanding that she, quote-unquote, come to her senses. And if she doesn't, I'm threatening to pull out of my mom-son relationship. Well, first of all, I don't think that's going to make her come to her senses. And second of all, it's kind of, it's kind of um, well, manipulative. It's emotional bullying her, which is you need to straighten up. And if you don't, you're going to lose your son. I don't think the Lord would want you to do that. Doesn't matter what I want, but I, I think if, if you proclaim a a disciple of Christ, then I, I don't think he'd want you to do that. I think he'd want you just to keep up a relationship with your mom, even your stepdad, uh, on a cordial basis if you have to, because they got their own pathology. But you don't have to write them off. One final thing. You'll be better able to roll with them if you don't dwell anymore on the kinds of things that they do in their lives or that she puts up with. Because you're going to hear more nonsense. You're going to find out more nonsense. And if you say, see, see, it's just continuing. Well, yeah, expect it to just continue and know that I'm going to do my very best to love my mother. And uh, pretty much that's my approach to her. My thoughts, sir, you can... You don't have to you don't have to acknowledge them, but I do think that they are in line with our faith. Thank you, sir. This is Dr. Ray. 
The most original and exclusive Catholic content is on EWTN Radio. One time somebody said to me, why don't you air these people? And I said, no, because I don't think they're Catholic. He says, by what right do you have to say that? I said, I own the network. (laughs) Mother Angelica Live Classics. Tonight, 8 Eastern on EWTN Television and Radio. Hi, I'm Al Cresta. Our generation is the first in human history to widely reject that life has any overarching purpose. Morality is considered relative, and we're even uncertain about what it means to be a man or a woman. Catholics at this time need to be awake, not woke. Sit down with Renewal Ministries' Peter Herbeck and I for an extended conversation with Noel Maring, author of Awake, Not Woke. It's available on the Renewal Ministries' YouTube page or in the slider at AveMariaRadio.net. Brought to you by the nonprofit Seton Home Study. Hi, everybody. Dr. Ray Garendi here. You thinking about homeschooling? Seton Homeschooling, 40 years of experience, 17,000 current students, pre K through high school. They provide the books, the lesson plans, the counselors, the grading services, the tests. That's right, pretty much everything. My wife and I use Seton, some of our children. I'll tell you this, two of them got perfect ACT scores in verbal. And overall, the Seton students scored more than 100 points above average on the SAT. Over 30% higher on English and reading on the ACT. It's a rigorous program. You want to give the very best to your kids? Trust me on this one. Go with Seton. It is a beautifully rigorous academic program. Go to setonhome.org. That is setonhome.org. You're listening to the least worst of The Doctor Is In with Dr. Ray Garendi. So please, no calls at this time. Dr. Ray Garendi, a top-level graduate, top 10% of Catholic Radio Broadcasting School of Articulation and, you know, stuff. Good to have you with me. If you're on the line at the end of the program, you're first up if you call back any point all the way to the end of the world or the end of my life, or the end of the program, whichever happens to come first. Tom from Omaha has a comment about people that are prickly. Hi, Tom. Hey, thanks for taking my call. I have observed over the years that these people that say they're offended by darn near every, anything and everything they want to be offended by, they aren't really offended at all. They're annoyed, and there's a big difference between being annoyed and offended. What's the difference? Well, the difference is when you're offended, it's when someone is deliberately trying to lessen you somehow or hurt you. Annoyance is just when something, it's just something you don't like, but it doesn't really affect you. Like if someone says, I'm very very offended by your Christmas tree. Well, no, you're not offended. It may annoy you, but it doesn't really hurt. Ooh, that's a good discrimination. I like that, Tom. That's a very nice differentiation. As a shrink, I will tell you that when I see people, when I hear people who get upset over the fact that somebody used the wrong word, I immediately think, I wonder what their life is like. <laughs> I wonder what level of consistent content they live in because 
if anyone at any time can say something that either offends you or annoys you, as you put it, then you're on the lookout. You're hypervigilant. You're, you're at a state of radar sensitivity mm-hmm. to anybody doing anything like that. You know, I, I don't really care what people call me. I don't care how they say it. It doesn't matter to me. I'm not going to say, I can't believe you you said that, used that vocabulary toward me. I know. I had a, a uh, it was a uh, pastor when I was in the evangelical world. He was a youth pastor selling a car. The guy buying the car was cussing up one side and down the other. He found out that the seller, our youth pastor, was a pastor. He immediately said, oh, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't mean to use that language. Youth pastor had a great line. He said, you don't have to apologize to me. Who am I? You're using that language in front of God. <laughs> That's a great line. It's a great line. <laughs> Tom, nice differentiation. They're not so much offended as annoyed. How dare you is the attitude. Yeah, I know. That's right. They've done surveys that people who have certain mindsets uh, following, if you will, cultural morality are in general much less content people they are mm-hmm. all right my friend thank you so much okay i appreciate it now we got some complex calls up there very complex and i have a well I'm looking at this clock here two and a half minutes uh anonymous caller uh, argument with wife and uh, she claims he got physical with her did she press charges no, she she didn't press charges, but she said, "I'm out of here." Well, and, well, no, she's she's adamant about not even being out of here. She's not going anywhere. What she's trying to do is she's trying to to do everything that she can to push me out. I see, I see. So her attitude is, "You're not going to blame this divorce on me. You're going to be the one who leaves." Right. This marriage been struggling for a long time, sir. We've been married for what six, maybe years, six and a half. Struggle from the beginning? It's, 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 yeah, because there's a lot of history in it. And it's a lot of stuff that right. um, I, I wasn't aware of. And I guess some things about me that she wasn't aware of. But, I mean, they, they came up later because I didn't know that I'm either, I'm either her fifth or sixth husband. Oh! Oh! <laughs> well, that's interesting. Are you Catholic? No, sir. Oh, okay. Because in the, in, in the Catholic Church... Uh, your marriage would be very, very likely invalid because there's there's too much quote unquote uh, marriage juggling that went on all the way back to that very first marriage. This marriage right here would probably be one that, at least from the church's perspective, if you were a Catholic, that would say, uh, okay, this probably isn't a valid marriage. Highly likely. So what are you going to do about the fact that she says, I'm going to force you out because I'm going to be so obnoxious you won't be able to stand it? Well, I stand on my faith, and I believe in God, and I believe in his word. So I'm the head of my house, and I'm not going to leave my house. I'm not going to cause any scenes or anything like that, but I'm going to continue my day-to-day working and 
being uh, who I am and 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 my you know uh, regular uh, normal house deal and stuff like that and paying my bills and stuff and um, okay, I'm just going to be home. I mean, if she uh, ever decides that she here's, here's leaves, my thought. I got 15 seconds left. Brace yourself. Be prepared. You don't know how far she'll go to push you out. So just be braced. Thank you for joining me. This is Dr. Ray. Walk with God. For information on Dr. Ray's presentations, books, and CDs, visit DRA.com and follow him on Facebook. The Doctor is In is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network.